to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for our third installment of our divisional round game previews. And this time, the game of choice is the Jacksonville Jaggers traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. With me, I've got two guests. A returning guest who was on last week for the Chargers game preview. Back with me is Lee White, otherwise known as Brit Jag. How are you, mate? Really good. Uh, really buzzing after last week's game and, and really looking forward to the division round. Yeah, I mean, that must have been incredible. I mean, going on to that, before we do introduce our next guest, I mean, I, mean, I found it hilarious when the Chargers choked, but you must have been, you know, the, the contrast of emotions, I imagine, from when you were 27 nil down to what you were having when the whistle went at the end of the game when Riley Patterson gets that kick. That must have been just a complete rollercoaster of emotions for you. It, it was insane. Um, I've never watched a game like it, and it was just... It was very easy to consider going to bed because it was an early, it was a very, very late game. And to be 27 down approaching half time, it was, the thought, I can't lie, the thought crossed my mind, but I decided to stick it out and I'm, I'm so glad I did. Yeah, I think you'd have regretted it if you had gone to bed. I remember a classic example, as a Liverpool fan, when I, was, when I was younger, obviously I was 10 at the time, but I remember a few people in my school who were obviously, it was a school night at the time, it was on Wednesday night back in those days, and a few people in my year, year below, were Liverpool fans, and they got their parents, since at South and the Five Champions League final, were sent to bed at half-time by their parents, and they must, ever since then, regret, their, their parents must regret it massively, because those kids missed out on, and it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be the same for you, if you'd gone on, and had gone to bed and woken up, and found that you did, you did uh, win that game, and I think I saw actually a funny video, where there's a Chargers fan, who was asleep, when it was 27-7, and the guys recorded his reaction when he wakes up and sees Riley Patterson celebrating with Doug Peterson. It was just incredible. And um, I don't know how he felt. It could be opposite to you, I imagine. It must have been just a complete, oh, it must have been horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. That was must have been pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on the other end of the corner, in the red corner, we have a first-time guest on the podcast, uh, a Chiefs fan. We have with us today, Brad Simcox. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I, I, I think I've got to say to Lee, uh, congratulations and thank you for beating our uh, AFC West rivals in the fashion that you did. Because for years we've, uh, well, they've had it over us that, you know, obviously when uh, the Chiefs were in the playoffs years ago against the Colts and Andrew Luck managed to come back in that epic win. It's about time we got uh, we've got the Chargers back on that. So thank you, Jaguars, for that. <laughs> now we like to ask you, Brad, a question we ask to all of our first time guests on the podcast. Um, reasons why they follow their team. So to you, Brad, what made you a Chiefs fan? Oh, I've had, I've had this question so many times, believe it or not. Um, it basically was I was bored one night. I, I'm a big Newcastle United fan anyway, um, and. I was a season ticket holder at the time, and I got to the point where I was just thinking, you know what, there must be another sport, another sport that I can actually get into because, you know, I, I didn't like the Premier League game the way it was going. There's a lot of diving around. Still is. I, I still dip in now and again and watch the games, but it's a lot of diving around and stuff. And I just wanted some hard hitting action. You know, something that was a bit more, you know, a bit more about it, um, a bit more of a thinking man's game as well. And I was just sat there one night laying on the laying on the couch and. There's a program appeared about um, Marcus Allen um, and his time at the Raiders, and right at the end of that 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 whole episode, I think it was about an hour long. The last five minutes was about him going to the Chiefs and getting his revenge. And I love revenge movies, so 
it for me it was just like who's this team i need to know more about them and they were quite well were quite unknown over here anyway um you know so i was i was thinking yeah i'll just go for an unknown so my first season was about uh i think i think it was midway be- uh, between 2011 um that i started watching and they had a decent season and then i thought right gear up for 2012 and it's probably the worst season we've probably had. <laughs> I think it was two and fourteen at the time. I thought, you know what? I've got to stick with it now. I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't bail on them now. I've chosen them. So, um, and that's how it was. That's how it's happened. And it's just gone strength to strength ever since. It's been great. That is good to hear because I think there's nothing worse than sports as fans for me. Whereas when people change teams, oh um, yeah, I think you know, I I can understand if if you're a Browns fan, you changed that. I understand. Or I remember. <laughs> There was a Man U fan, a Liverpool fan, a friend of mine who changed teams because the Glazers bought Man U and, of course, they didn't yeah. want to do it. But I think apart from that, there's not really many reasons I would really warrant changing teams. I think that it's good to see that you stuck it out because a lot of people would have changed to the Patriots back then, to the Colts back then, to the Broncos. Yeah. Or something. I think that it's good to see people stick it out because I think that's why we love the sport because it's the one sport where, you know, a team can be good one year and bad the next. And the Rams won it last year, five wins this year. You mentioned the Chiefs bad for so many years. You know, the, the oh, Jags, of course, two success, successive number one overall picks. Now in the playoffs, the Texans have the second overall pick, but only four years ago they had, what, J.J. Watt, Hopkins and Watson, and they were 20-odd points clear of you guys in the divisional round. So I think that's personally my favourite part of the sport is that, you know, it's not like the Premier League where it is. Much I love the Premier League, it is the same teams winning it every year. So I think it's really good mm. to see um, that. I think that's why a lot of Brits have... Starts to love the sport because it offers, especially if you're a West Ham fan, if you're a fan of a team that's never going to win anything big. If you can go to a sport where it is the case where you know teams are good one year and bad next, I think that's really appealing, and I think that is um, always good to see. Um, sticking with you, Brad. Um, in terms of your time as a fan, who's been your favourite player, past or present? Oh, uh, Jamal Charles. I've got to say, really, um, getting up early in the morning watching him play, um, just a phenomenal running back, and uh, I, I, I still kind of plug for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, his, his, his numbers probably aren't there um, as, as like a, a long career because he was, you know, it was plagued by injury quite, a, quite a lot. But um, just the, uh, the makeup of the guy and, and his cutting runs and just the speed of him as well. It was just, it was. The only thing we could really cling to as Chiefs fans back then, we didn't have any real kind of star-studded players back then. Uh, but to have somebody like Jamal Charles and, and watching that the dreadlocked hair flashing through, you know, flashing through defenses, it was just just brilliant. It was brilliant to watch, and um, it's stuck with me ever since. Um, I, I've, I've bought signed stuff of him and things like that. I've collected the cards and stuff, you know, the usual fan stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd love to meet the guy one day and I really got to have a good chat with him because, um, he was the main reason that I, I really kind of stuck with them through those difficult times because he could turn something out of nothing. And that was, that was the beauty of him. Well, joining us now is Jamal. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you fix that, if you fix that for me, there, I'll be, oh, be your friend forever. I really would. <laughs> right. Let's head to the game. Um, going back to you, Lee. Of course, the Jags go to, I mean, again, underdogs, but this time more so as underdogs. I mean, the Chiefs are number one overall seed for a reason. They seem to have completely... Actually, I'll go back to you, Brad, actually. Back to you, Brad, actually. Um, going back to your thoughts on the season as a whole, because... Um, you know, this is a season where you lost Tyree Kill to the benefit of my team, the Dolphins. And, you know, a lot of people were saying with the, you know, the 
Broncos getting Russell Wilson and the Raiders getting Devontae Adams. You know, Evan was, and the Chargers getting all these players as well. Evan was saying mm. the Chiefs could finish fourth. Uh, people were writing off the Chiefs, but you guys have completely just proved Evan wrong. Holmes has been, for me, the MVP. It's been a season where he's done, I think, better without Hill. And I think he's still got mm. Kelsey, obviously. But what's your take been on the season and just how good it's been? Was it 14 wins? Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't think a lot of us thought there would be, um, you know, 14 wins in there uh, in the team, especially when you've got a talisman player like Tyreek Hill, such a, a, a huge talent, you know. Um, and it was a surprise when we got rid of him. Um, you know, obviously it was all down to the contract and the money and all that kind of stuff. And um, it was actually uh, Christian Kirk's contract that man managed to stir it all up, I think. Um, so um, he got a nice, nice payday. And I think Tyreek was like, hmm, I could do with a bit of that. Um, so it just made sense um, to, you know, yes, the Chiefs let him go and and, and go and get his bag, which, you know, I, I can't begrudge Tyreek Hill for that because he's been a, an absolute fantastic servant for us uh, at, at the Chiefs. And he's, over the years, he's been on really quite a low paycheck. Um, and for him to finally get a big bag, get the sunny sunny climate in, uh, in Miami, I don't think any Chiefs fan begrudges him it. But... We did have a bit of a laugh when uh, you know he went out in the first in the wild card round. So, uh, but no, the, the the entire season it's been um, it's been strange because, like you said, there's a, there's a big there's a big hole there that we we thought we were going to miss, um, and Mahomes has almost changed his game to a point where he's using a lot more receivers now. I mean, in some games he's using ten receivers. Um, and it's quite a bit of an average where he's using like eight, nine, ten receivers each game, and it's it's difficult for a lot of defenses to work that out. And Mahomes has had to almost force himself to not be tempted by that deep ball all the time with Tyreek Hill. Um, and so taking that away from him, it's almost like right, you're not having that toy anymore because you're not you're not doing what you should be doing. <laughs> you know, it's it's taking away his favorite toy, but then. You've still got, like you said, you still got Travis Kelsey, who's like the, in our eyes, he's the greatest tight end of all time. Um, I mean, some people would argue it's Gronk, but for us, he's smashing records. I mean, he's what seven one thousand yard seasons he's had in a row. Um, he's he's just just a phenomenal player. He gets open all the time, you know. And it, obviously, he's the he's the main player that Mahomes goes for. But um, yeah, it's just been really interesting to see Mahomes using every single outlet that he's got, but also using his wheels that he's got as well. Um, it's been a very different style of Mahomes, I would say. Um, like I said, you haven't seen a lot of the long bombs that you normally get, um, but he's still got those little trick, little flick players that he does and stuff. So he's, you know, there's there's the the roots are there, the roots are there to uh, for him to really kind of open it up, but. Um, yeah, it's it really has been a, a surreal season in a way because obviously with Russell Wilson coming to the uh, the Broncos, um, Justin Herbert, everybody knows that he's he's a really good quarterback, but for some reason he just really can't get over that hump at the moment, especially in the, in the playoffs. Um, and you know Derek Carr as well, um, the Raiders um, when they had, when they got Devontae Adams, um, there was a lot of kind of jittery moments I think in uh, in Chiefs Kingdom that. We thought that yeah, there might be a challenger this year, but it didn't turn out that way. And I'm really surprised that it hasn't worked with Russell Wilson in, in the Broncos because I think everyone was expecting them to be on our coattails quite a lot. And without Tyreek, it would have been a bit more of a struggle. But um, 
no, we seem to have swept the division quite convincingly. So, yeah, very, very strange times. And now we find ourselves um, in the as the one seed, um, and here we are in the playoffs. And it's, um, yeah, I think the confidence is back in Chiefs Kingdom again that, you know, Mahomes isn't just a one-trick pony. He's very much, you know, he, he spreads the ball around and he makes sure that everybody gets a taste. Yeah, I think you're right. And going back to a Kelsey point, we actually did a podcast over the off-season where we gave our all-time NFL team. Uh, I did have Kelsey as my tight end because I think not only has he been great in a, in a regular season, um, I think the one thing that has him over Gonzalez for me is the fact that in the playoffs, not only has he won games, but also he's been very clutch and he's been involved yeah. in all the big moments the Chiefs have had. You know, I remember he's been involved and he's been the main guy. I remember I was in Arrowhead this season, actually, watching the Raiders game where he scored four touchdowns. You know, and I, I remember <laughs> being there and he, he's just the main guy. And then watched him against the Patriots in New England three years ago. And he was, again, he scored a great touchdown in that game as well. So I think Kelsey, you know, you can you, he's got the regular season stats and he's got the postseason performances and moments mm. that really, I don't think, you know, Ron Cass, but I don't think Rock has the same numbers. And I think Gonzalez has the numbers, but not maybe the same playoff moments mm. as Kelsey. So I think for me, Kelsey, I think is the best tight end of all time. Um, go back to you, Lee. Um, so, of course, you go into this game even more as the underdogs as you did last week. Um, of course, first half of Trevor Lawrence was, was pretty bad. Um, but fair play to the guy to come back and overcome that bad first half performance. And he obviously had a pretty um, flawless and, you know, a lack of error, a game with really lack of errors in the second half. And it's just, does that sort of give you confidence that, you know, the Chiefs could be 25 points down, they could be 20 points down. We saw what happened with the Chiefs against the Bengals last season. Do you think maybe that game and the fact you'll come back last weekend, does that give you confidence that if you do go down early in this game, that you guys can come back into the game and can take a lead? Yeah, I think the whole end part of the season for the Jags has been very much an underdog kind of spirit and mentality. We've been down, um, I believe, in our last five games. And I think the lowest, uh, the lowest I think, was nine. Uh, but we have we were down 17 to the Raiders. Um, and uh, overturned it, and obviously with the Chargers last week. And I think with Trevor, the, the, the way that first half went, it couldn't have possibly gone any worse. That is kind of the the worst case scenario. I was I was watching it and I just couldn't believe. By the time the fifth turnover happened and it bounced off of uh, Chris, Chris Claybrook's helmet from the the, the kick, uh, sorry the punt, I it just couldn't go any more wrong. And for a team to bounce back from that in that situation and such a young team as well, I think it just speaks to Doug uh, Peterson's coaching and how he managed to steady the ship. Didn't lose his uh, composure, just kept a, the same message. We're just going to keep keep ticking away and taking chunks, and it paid off. So I, I don't think at this point now there is a concern or there, there will ever be a point that this team gives up because I don't think this team knows when it's beat. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that it's a huge thing, not just for this rest of the playoffs, but I think going into the next next season, the next two, three, four years, I think that to have Lawrence there and the, and the team you have, I think they're going to always go into games now and thinking, look what happened last year. And I think that's going to give them a huge bit of confidence going forward. And I think that's why, you know, you saw the Chiefs, they come back against Texans all those years ago. And then ever since then, 
they've really been really good. Apart from the game against Bengals, they've been really good at a comeback. So I think it's um, a win that's really going to set you guys moving forward. I mean, looking at the stats, I mean, you know, the, the, the passing defense is the one weakness for the Chiefs. They're eighth with their run defense, but their pass defense is 19th. So I think there's definitely that for me. Would you say that's maybe the area where you can get to them? Maybe that secondary, the fact that we all know how good the offense is. We all know how good Mahomes, Kelsey, and, and everyone else is. But do you think maybe the pass defense is the one area that the likes of Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Day Jones and all them can, can get to the Chiefs and maybe cause a cause an upset? I think that's probably our most likely uh, method of, of putting the points up. But my my big concern on that Chiefs defense is Chris Jones. And if we can protect Trevor long enough for him to get the ball out to those players. Um, in the last meetup, obviously we played at the Chiefs earlier this year. He took over that game um, for the Chiefs defense so heavily and caused so many problems. So I'm hoping for a better showing from our O-line than we in the previous game. And yeah, I think that'll, that'll be our most likely um, plan of attack. I think the interesting thing about the Chris Jones thing as well is, um, you know, a lot of teams have tried uh, double teaming him quite a lot this year and it's it's freed up a lot more uh you know well the other play, the other kind of pass rush that we've got in in Carl Aftis and you know Frank Clark and it's it's really helped um the fact that he can take two players you know two all linemen with him and still you know cause an issue um and that's something i think the jags really have to look out for because what do you do? Do you, do you just stick one guy on him or do you stick two on and then leave somebody else open? It's, 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 you know, but pick your poison. I think with Chris Jones, that's, that's the, that's, I think that's the worry with the Jags. I think, I think you're right there. Um, I think Chris Jones is the one to watch for sure. Yeah. For me, I think he's been one of the best players in his position for years. I think he's been mm. a massive part of what's gone right. When it comes to defense with the Chiefs, he's been absolutely fantastic. I think Matthew is one of them, but obviously he's not there anymore. Um, and yeah, I think I think this game is going to be high scoring. I really do. I think both teams have such a plethora of offensive weapons to choose from, and I think that both teams. I don't think you know we mentioned the Chiefs being nineteenth when it comes to their pass defense. The so Jags are twenty eighth. So I think both teams really have a weakness. I think both teams that weakness. I think you can see it there with those stats. And I think we all saw you know with the Jags game last week that even though they won. Those points in the first half, they gave it quite a lot. But on the same time, they only gave up three points in the second half. So, you know, I think I think it's been a really exciting game. And I think that it's really hard to see either team struggling on offense unless, you know, what happened with Trevor Lawrence happens again. But I, I just think that, I mean, there's... Go back to you, uh, Brad. I think that it's, you know, it's almost different as a Chiefs fan or Chiefs team going into this game, the fact that, you know, you go into this game with such heavy favourites. Do you think there's an element that potentially that, that could maybe affect the Chiefs in any way? Do you think of terms of, you know, if you're going into a game against the Bills or the Bengals, you're going to have your head on, you're going to game focus on, you're going to know exactly what. But if you're going in a game where you're such heavy favourites, that can sometimes affect teams. Sometimes teams can get complacent. Is that any worry for you, the fact that you are playing a team that, you know, where you are seen as such, as such a big favourites? Do you think that it's any concerns you going into this game that this could happen? I think it has to be. I think uh, I think from what we saw from the wild card games, especially when you know the Dolphins gave the uh, the Bills a bit of a run for the money as well, didn't they? So I think the Chiefs have had to take that on board and go. Do you know what? 
this isn't a cakewalk. Um, you know, the Jags are there on merit. The Jags have made sure that they've, you know, they've got that winning mentality now. And and like you were saying before, when the Chiefs had it in 2019, when they, you know, when they went and, and won the Super Bowl, they came behind, they came from behind on quite large deficits. Um, and the Jags are doing the same thing. And that that can get very kind of like it can be a habit in in doing that and and, and just keeping that belief in that Jags team that no, no matter what happens, if we go behind, we're still going to battle it out. So I think the Chiefs, they will be looking at this as, you know, we can't look ahead. We can't overlook the Jags on this. Uh, Chiefs are very much heavily favoured on this. But like you said, the the, the wild card round is just, is just a, a clear indicator that you cannot take the NFL games for granted. And um, Chiefs fans are... Um, they, they they feel very not quiet, but they seem as though they're a bit more um, wary. I think of the opponents this week. Um, normally, there's quite a lot of chatter on uh, social media. You get it back and forth quite a lot. Um, but I think there's a bit of a, a bit of a respect there. I think at the moment for the Jags because they saw what they did with one of our AFC West rivals, and yeah, I think there's a bit of respect there for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. And I think that mm. it's, I'm also intrigued about the coaching battle. The fact that I think, you know, Doug Pitts, and we actually mentioned on our last week's show when we had the Chargers Jags preview with Lee that, you know, I was, you know, I, I didn't think Doug Pitson was a coach did candidate. But after watching what happened last week, I think now he definitely is in that conversation. I think his decision to go for two was ballsy in that game. But I think ultimately he came out on the good side of that and that that also he won you the game. Um but we are going to head to, and obviously Andy Reid, everyone knows what Andy Reid could do. Uh, we are going to head to our prediction part of the show. So we're going to give both fans the chance to predict what they think is going to happen in the game. And I'm going to give my take at the end as well. So back to you, Lee. Who's going to win this game? As much as I am concerned about the Chiefs, it's it's gone very well for me on my podcast the last uh, few weeks and, and last week as well. So I've, I've got to go for a Jags win. Um, it's going to be tight. I, there's, there's no way. I, I think we will struggle to stop the Chiefs putting up points. Um, but my hope is that we can just score a little bit more. So I'm going to go for uh, 31 27 uh, to the Jags. That'll be some game. I think that'll be, um, if, it, if, that, if that's what happens, that'll be a great game to watch and it is on I believe at is it 9.35 p.m. on the Saturday in the UK on Sky Sports and that'll be um 3.35 Eastern if you're listening or watching um from America um Brad back to you who's winning this game well it's obviously the Chiefs I've got to say that haven't I that's you know that's a given I think um but like I said I, I think um I think we, we we take it a bit a bit you know a bit more serious I think in this game and I think uh It'll be a close one, I think, for a bit, but I think eventually the Chiefs' experience uh, will kind of take over. Um, and I think the prediction's going to be something like 38-20, I think it is, to the Chiefs, I think, on this. Okay, well, I'm going to side also with you, Brad. I will. I do think it's going to be a Chiefs' win. I'm going to go for a 30-20 to 20 win for the Chiefs. I think that it's going to be... I, th- I can see it being maybe tight for the first three quarters or something, mm. but I can see ultimately the Chiefs running away with it. 
Uh, before we do go, some news came out today from the world of NFL UK and NFL Germany that the games that have been announced, all the home teams have been announced for this year's games. So the Jags have got their regular yearly annual uh, trip to London, to Wembley Stadium, uh, and they'll be playing in obviously in Wembley Stadium. And then the Chiefs will be playing in Germany, just the second or third game in history in Germany. Um, and looking at the teams you could face, first of all, the Jags, um, the Titans are one, but they're already playing in London, so they're not going to be the one you play. And then the Colts, the Baltimore Ravens, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Panthers, the oh, actually, and the Chiefs, but also they're not going to be playing in London. And then the 49ers. Now, the Jacks could actually play either any of the three teams, any of the other two teams. So, and I saw a lot of talk actually, Stuart Love uh, on Twitter was talking today about potentially. With a maybe with an attempt to try and build a franchise as fan base in London, could you see potentially Lee, all three games Jags playing in one at home and two away, and having like a three week period where you stay in London for those three weeks? I I could see the Jags being keen on that, but I personally think the teams that we are then facing as an away team they wouldn't be keen on the disadvantage because obviously the team would be over here. They would get acclimatized. They'd be more adjusted. I mean, there's already, already the kind of claim that the Jaguars have the kind of process streamlined and it is a benefit to us. Um, not that you'd think that after watching the Broncos game this year, <laughs> but um, it's people, it is seen as an advantage. So, I don't think the teams that we would be playing, so the Bills and the Titans, I don't think they would want it um, purely because it may put them at a disadvantage and it is meant to be their home game. And with the fan base that the Jags have got in the UK, um, may not be as welcome welcomed by their, their fan base. So I think I think realistically, I mean, I would love it. It would be great. The chance to see three <laughs> three games in the UK but I think realistically, it's it's just going to be the one at Wembley. Yeah, I I can see, I get your point completely there. Um, looking at teams that you can play, I mentioned the, um, you know the obviously the Colts, the Texans, the Ravens, the Falcons, Bengals, Panthers, Chiefs, and Niners. Um, obviously take away the Niners, the Chiefs. Is there a team you'd like to face? Is there a team you'd like to see them play this year, or are you just of the matter of as long as the Jags are playing, I don't really mind who we play. I don't really mind. Um, I'd like it to be a kind of game that we were maybe slightly favoured for, just because it's. if I'm going to see one game a year, it'd be nice to get a win. Um, but hopefully with the way the franchise is going, that's not going to be such a big ask as it has been the last, last couple of years. I think realistically, I've got a feeling it might be the Falcons or the Panthers. Um, I'd love to see the Titans, but that's kind of our big rival game so I think they'll probably try and keep that at the bank in Jacksonville and um, we've played the Colts the Texans the Ravens um, or in the in the UK previously so I think they'll probably avoid those games just to so you don't kind of get a repeat but who knows they may may, may be at the point now that they're willing to consider kind of repeating fixtures 49ers I think will be a big one in Jacksonville and obviously the Chiefs are already travelling to Germany, so I, I can't see it being that one. Um, so yeah, I, I think it realistically, I think it'll be the the Falcons or the Panthers. Yeah, we actually had about an hour ago we recorded our um, 49ers uh, Dallas Cowboys 
preview episode and we had Paul Hope on part of 49ers Faithful UK where he was saying he made a good point that you know all the, the talk sport deal with the 49ers and you know the, the the obviously being one of the marketplace teams in the UK the 49ers obviously them being one of the teams you could face I think there's a lot of talk that you know they could be the team that you play because of how big the following is and that deal they've got now uh, in the UK so I think my guess would be either 49ers I think Maybe the Ravens because of the maybe the Lamar if he stays the Lamar Jackson factor or David Ajabo of course um being a Brit um maybe the Bengals because of Joe Burrow or maybe the Panthers because they're a team that doesn't really mind giving up an away game so I think you know I think every year it's good to see football so I know I think I'd be trying to go no matter who they play but I would like to see I like to pick I like to see the um maybe the I let's see the 49ers I've not seen them play yet so I think they're a team I love to see play um now over to the Chiefs of course you guys will be playing in Germany um your hope your team your games are home you play mm-hmm. either one of the Denver Broncos the Los Angeles Chargers Las Vegas Raiders the Bills um the Dolphins um the Bears the Lions and the Bengals and the Eagles the teams you could face at home this year is there one out of those teams I just mentioned that you would like to face, or would it be a case of again, if you go into the game in Germany, I'm just glad to be here watching the watching the Chiefs play? I think it's pretty much that, really. I think we've been looking forward to this as soon as we heard that the Chiefs were in the market in Germany. Um, a lot of the Chiefs fans in the UK and even over in America were all saying that we'd love to get over to Germany and and go and watch a game over there because um, the Germany fans over there are crazy for the NFL. It's brilliant. And it really, it, you know, I, I can really see a, a, a fantastic atmosphere over there. Definitely a good market to be in. Um, I'd like to probably see, um, I don't know, I, I, to be honest, I'd like to see the Dolphins. For Tyreek Hill, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. I mean, So I it'd be you- nice to reunite him. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we get the Bills just because that's a division rivalry. Um, yeah. Then again, I made friends from Buffalo. I like to go out there and watch a game there, maybe watch it with them. But um, I'd rather the Dolphins play in the UK because it'd be easier to get to. <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a two, three hour journey. But um, yeah, no, I think, yeah. I mean, have you, so you mentioned, you mentioned before, before the podcast, I that you've watched the Chiefs play uh, before. Uh, how many times have you watched the Chiefs play now in your time as a fan, would you would you say? Oh, it's in the flesh. I've only watched them. Uh, I watched them in, back in obviously 2015 when they played against the Lions. That was a great day, and I got a kind of got a flavour for it um, because I thought, is this what really what an NFL game's like? You know, um, with all the tailgating that was outside and stuff. It's nothing like going over to America and, and, and experiencing a game. Um, you know, Wembley tries to do the best it can, but there's so many restrictions and stuff, especially in like the tailgating and stuff. It was, it was a very different experience because when we went over to uh, Kansas city in 2017 for, um, it was like a UK uh, chiefs group, our heads abroad, shout out to those guys who um, arranged all of that. And uh, we had such an amazing experience. We, we carried the flag, the American flag onto the field. Um, and we got the full brunt of home of the chiefs, um, like literally bellowing at us while we were still on the field holding this massive American flag. Um, just, uh, an unreal experience that that's actually the game as well. That was against the, uh, then Redskins, which are obviously now the commanders. But, um, as I was walking up the tunnel with the flag, I actually blanked Patrick Mahomes, believe it or not. 
way. So uh, I th- there's a joke going around that uh, that's probably why Mahomes is proving himself because uh, I blanked him. Um, but <laughs> but um, the the other time um, we were very lucky uh, because uh, six of us went out to Miami. Uh, to soak up everything that was going on in the Super Bowl, obviously in the Super Bowl year, hadn't been there. You know, the Chiefs hadn't been there for fifty years, so it was like, let's just fly out. We didn't have a ticket or anything. We didn't have any Super Bowl tickets. We just flew out and said that we would all just find a, um, you know, a local bar near the stadium or something, and just watch the game there and just be merry and be happy that you know the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. Luckily for me, um, one of our group actually won two tickets to the Super Bowl. Uh, through it was a Kansas City radio station. It was um, I think it was eight ten um, eight ten radio. I think it was or something like that over in Kansas City, uh, and they had run a competition through Coca Cola, and my friend Tom Childs, shout out to Tom, uh, he won two tickets, and because he named me that he would take me, I got the other ticket as well. So I was so 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 lucky to uh, to experience a, a Super Bowl because. Like he said as well, he says, I don't know anybody who's been, anybody we know that has actually been to a Super Bowl, you know, um, even in like the UK groups that we're in, we don't know many people that have experienced that. And to experience it ourselves was absolutely mind-boggling, absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and because the whole season was, we, we felt it was like a destiny season because of the 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 comebacks like the Jags are having now, Um we felt that we couldn't be beaten. And I think even when we got to the point where it was like, you know, it, the Chiefs were down, you know, in the last seven minutes of the game and we just looked at each other and we went, this, we're not going to lose this. We just felt invincible. That's it. That's what it felt like that season. And sure enough, um, we, 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 we experienced something that nobody's experienced for 50 years, let's say. Um, and we saw it right in front of our eyes. Um, fairy tale story, it really was. I mean, I could bore you with it with uh, all sorts of news and, and things in the background that that were going on that, um, you know, we, we, we were involved with the Chiefs with a video about the Legion of Zoom nickname because that's that's actually came from the, one of the tweets that I mentioned. So they did a whole video on it and stuff. Um, it won an Emmy Award. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. It was absolutely crazy. So it's um, just mind blowing how it all happened. Um, but yeah, like I said, fairy tale story. So th- those are my three times I've actually been to see the Chiefs, and I think I've been pretty darn lucky to see them in those situations. Oh, absolutely! And I think that is an amazing. Story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe it's still on YouTube. The vlog you did uh, at the game that's on that's, that's a good. I think one. it is. Yeah. If you want to have a, you you'll see what's like a Super Bowl. His videos on there, so I watched it years ago before realizing it was you. Um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, a good video. Yeah. Also, I'm planning to do the same thing. I think a few of us in the Dolphins fan base are good in Fins Nation UK. I think we all we are planning to go to a Super Bowl, whichever year we eventually make it. And I think our plan is to um, go and just watch it in a bar somewhere and hope that we have what you had and we get free tickets somewhere or we win a prize or something over there. Cause I think, I think I have, yeah. I'm sure same with you Lee, if the Jags ever made it, I'm sure you'd be flying out to whatever part of America that is. Um, but we will end it there. That has been the across the pod pod NFL podcast. I've been Andy. This has been Lee. This has been Brad and we will see you guys next time.